What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Absolutely love that. He is amazing. All right, let's unpack this, people. A, cream cheese is disgusting. No, cream cheese is not disgusting, Mark. 
in my eyes, it is the worst thing in the world. Why? I've never liked it. It's gross. Is it a texture thing? It's a taste thing. Oh, okay. Even right, the flavored so, ones? They yeah, like they're all gross. Oh, okay. And number two, Gilbert, how do you know I'm not Commando already? Because you said you thought Commando was disgusting. Oh, last darn, one. that's right. I did. I yeah. forget. See, I talk so much, I kind of forget sometimes that yeah. I let all the truths out You there. said you didn't like it, because remember that we were talking about the people that the law they had to wear underpants? Yes. What was that movie where it was another Adam Sandler movie, and he's like, or maybe it wasn't an Adam Sandler movie. I don't remember exactly, but he like looks at his girlfriend, and he's like, you ever wonder what kind of underwear women wear? Like, that could be red ones, those could mm. be blue ones, oh, those could I be green know. ones. Oh, what is that movie? People help me out. You guys are always good at bailing me out. Let me know which one it is. One of the things we can count on our creeps for, instead of using Google, we use our creeps and we they just a, let us know. They're like better than Google. They really are. They're quick. We'll call them our, 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 our creepies. Our creepies. I'm going to check the creeps, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you want to follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We're at Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Text and voicemail line. If you want to be just like Gilbert's ghost, you can call us at 603 603- 212-4600 and leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Yes, we will. Wow, Charity. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. There sure is. Um, there are a lot of things going on in New Hampshire. I don't know if people are seeing this. There's a lot of weird people coming up missing, like random people just being shot. Uh, we had a guy that just got shot and left in a porta potty and And there was also a man just found um, also... I don't. I didn't know if they said. I think they did say he was shot as well. Not one hundred percent. He was found found by somebody just working. Yeah, there's a bunch of, and then there's a bunch of missing people up in like the Plymouth area. Like it's scary, guys. There's a lot of talk that there may be a serial killer working in the New England area. Yeah, and that scares me. And it's funny because I was just mentioning this to Kristen when we were out last night, and she was just kind of like, "Oh, okay." And then I get a text from Charity this morning. She's like, we need to talk about New Hampshire. There's a serial killer. And I showed it to Kristen. And then she believed. She was like, oh, really? Yeah. Why do you not believe when I say? And she's like, well, this is Charity. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. That's all that I can say. Yep. And let's not forget the big news of the week. Here's Johnny. Johnny Depp won that case, baby. Johnny's name has been cleared, guys. I love it. And he's supposed to get 10, no, excuse me, $15 million, which he won't see a penny of that. Let me no. tell you that right now. But I did see a story where he can make her life H-E double hockey oh, stick for the rest lean, of her life. He can put liens on everything. Yep. Uh, they did award her $2 million. Uh, for something that he didn't even say it, the lawyer said it, and it was kind of hearsay about that the room that got messed up, not because she was fighting with Johnny, because her and her friends got drunk and messed it up. And that's hearsay because nobody knows if that's exactly what happened. But it, sure, her dog didn't step on a bee and the room <laughs> Yeah. I still love that those are rolling everywhere. I couldn't be happier. I was listening, I was streaming it while I was at the salon. And I literally jumped up and down clapping. I know. I was just hitting the road in my work truck when it was happening. I'm like, I couldn't listen to it. So I'm like, I'm not even going to research more. I'm going to let me hear what Charity has to think about this. I, I just, he wasn't even there. He was, I know. He was in what? Um, he was in another country. London or I don't know where. Yeah, but he was in another country. He was doing his music stuff. Awesome. So awesome. I'm just so happy for him that his name is cleared because I think that's all he re- really wanted. I don't, I'm not even sure he will go after her for the money. I think he I just, would. I know. I would hundred. I would too because he 
it hurt him bad financially, mentally. Yeah, Disney's parted ways with him with all anything Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, they want him back now. Do they? Uh-huh. I didn't see they want him back I'd now. I'd be like, uh, double, no. Double, baby. That's what I said. Instead of $25 million, you're paying me $50 million. That's what she said. That's what she said. I just like the fact that you hear it every day when a woman says all these untort things about a man, yep. drags him through the gutter, and... What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. If you do it to another person, it doesn't matter what your orientation, your preference, who you are. Guilty is guilty. I agree. And I think we forget in this country that guys can be sexually assaulted. Guys can be sexually harassed. Guys can be made to be uncomfortable. And I honestly, this is Mark's opinion. Opinion. But I think he suffers from the same thing that maybe Will Smith does. Yeah, you were saying that before. Yeah. I think, and she has a history of domestic abuse. Yes, towards other men and other women. So she has this history of of doing this. He doesn't. And but, I'm not saying he's perfect. It's not my no. spot to judge. But at the end of the day, she seemed like she had a lot of fun making fun of him in a lot of these different videos and pictures. Oh and my all that god! Stuff. Some horrible. of the audio where she was like cackling and, and taunting him and telling him, "What are you running away?" It just is. I don't know. I'm just so, so happy for him that this is, it must be like a huge weight off his chest. Oh, absolutely. He was out there kissing uh, babies and signing chests. I saw that when he he was in England. He was like, yep. (laughs) I loved it. That is fantastic. I also heard, heard. Amber, Amber heard. No pun intended. um, That she could possibly, if they can prove that she doctored those pictures. Oh. Perjury. Good. They could possibly go after her for perjury. I don't throw know. the freaking book at her. It's it's horrendous. And like like you just said, by one sentence from a woman, it can ruin a guy's career, his life. You know, and also it's now taking away from, as I said in earlier some earlier podcasts, that it's taking away from these women that are really being abused. Absolutely, and that's the thing we need to remember. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Exactly, but. To your point again, it's a stigma for men to come forward and say, oh, I, my my significant other abused me. I honestly feel he did this half to clear his name and half to put the path forward for other men to be able to come forward because Johnny Depp did it. Mm-hmm. Now we can. And now he's going to go on the uh, interview circuit yep. and make tons of money there. And he's going to wear tons it. of scarves. In ties and and his have have his hair either down or slicked back in the pony. I like it in the pony. He's gonna talk like he's from another country, like he always does. Love that about him. It's like Madonna. She now has an accent as well. I love that. I really maybe, do. Maybe that's all I need to do. Maybe I need to move to another country, and that's how I can get rid of my Massachusetts accent. People do not want you to. Well, I mean, if you read our reviews, some people want you to lose your accent. I think but. there was one person in particular. Who did not like my accent. There was a funny one at one point. It was months ago when it was basically comparing you to somebody like a real housewife. Yeah, I didn't like that lady. And then we looked her up and she... She said it about five other different podcasts. Like, oh, their voice. I want to call her up and hear her voice. She'd probably be like, listen, Jerry. It wasn't nice. But you know what? I have always said I am not everyone's cup of tea. So apparently I am not her cup of tea and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's all that matters is that you're okay with it. Because at the end of the day, our creeps love charity. Yes, and we love our creeps very much. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the creeps have been on it with the Amber Heard, like, memes and the Johnny memes and uh, hysterical. Some of them had me hysterically laughing. One of them, which 
I should save it for the best of the week, but I'm going to just let it out there now just because I loved it so much is it shows a picture of Johnny Depp and it says, first person in history to ever win an argument with a woman. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that has never been truer. Oh my God, that is so true. I love it. These people are creative. That's why I think we've created this. And I, I didn't mean to clap back at people, but yeah, I kind of did when people started making it political. And at the end of the day, I was like, listen, uh-uh, not here. Yeah. There's 18 million other pages on Facebook that you can go do right. that on. This is our one spot where we can just discuss and have fun about everything. And that said, I do understand people are emotionally charged. Yes. I'm not, I'm not looking down on any creeps who got into some conversations because I understand a hundred percent. I get it. It's, it's a very, just feel free to do that anywhere but here, because yes. this is a spot we want to be 100% inclusive it doesn't matter if our if people figure out what way we lean, right. we're not doing our job. Correct. Because at the end of the day, nobody knows what what I feel, what charity feels, right. what our political leanings are, because it doesn't matter. It does not come into anything to do with these cases. And this is what we wanted this whole group to be in podcast to be is an escape from every single day. And we appreciate everybody who clapped back and said, listen, we love that you did this. Thank you. Right. So, Charity, I got to tell you, you left me and all the other creeps in this world wondering what is going to happen in this case. And I actually, I got to give props to my daughter, Aubrey, because she called me up the other day and said, Dad, listen, I have a suggestion. And I was like, oh, boy, because you never know. You have kids, you get it. And she's like, when you do these two-parters, what you guys need to do is to do a quick rundown of what happened in part one. I love that. And I was like. Oh, my God. How did we not do this to begin with? Because we should. Great idea, Aubrey. So, Charity, can you give me a quick rundown of what happened in part one? So, in part one, we met Carl Panzram as a little boy who was very unwanted by his mother and abused physically, emotionally, all of that. Uh, sent off to a school or trainings, whatever, to be, you know, made into a good person. Yeah, that never works. More beatings, turned him into the, a hardened criminal by the age of 14, ended up in a, a military jail, only came out stronger, good looking, more Trained pissed to off, kill, basically. Trained to kill. Yeah. And when we left off, he was jumping from train to train, getting abused again, making him even harder. And he also meaner, <laughs> yeah, conditioning him. Conditioning him. And when we let, left off last, Carl had escaped. He changed his name to John O'Leary, and he hopped a train headed east. Excellent. So, Aubrey, there you go. There's your quick synopsis. And I, I got to give you credit, kid. That's good. Everybody probably is very thankful because this... Why did we not think of this? It's like so simple and easy and we and, just never thought of it and seriously we should have because i watch a ton of like netflix like we talked about different series and yep. they always give you like the synopsis in the beginning of what has happened up to that point dude i used to when i used to watch all the sons of anarchy was like yeah on last week's episode yes. or quantum leap did, 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 did. Oh by the way i have to argue <laughs> real quick before we go on somebody said he did jump home Yes, he did. And I said that in my little rant about how much I love that show. And he jumped home as a boy trying to make it so his brother did not leave. I know nothing about this show, by the way. It's great. Sorry. I made Kristen watch it last night because it was on loop because Quantum Leap, guys, just got picked back up for a reboot. 
Wow. Scott Bakula not in it. They signed him to a different show. So now there's a new guy on the show. So he never got to leap back home to his original life to move forward. Now, wait a second. Are they going to try to pass off the new guy as him or is it going to be a whole different situation? Have not said. Okay. All that they've said is that it's being rebooted. They've got a young guy taking it over and Scott's on a new show that they just signed as well. So I was like, darn it. I've waited for this reboot for 30 years. Excellent. Excellent. I'm excited to see. All right. So let's move on with Mr. Carl. Take it away. Okay. So as he uh, continued heading east, he also continued to sodomize and steal every chance he could get. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. And it brought him joy as he traveled and roamed about. He continued to commit crimes and continued to get caught, but none of the jails could keep him from escaping. Remember, he was a really good escape artist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, it's weird because he was so easily caught. I know, right? But he, was, he could easily escape. I don't know. Maybe it was a game to him. Maybe he got caught on purpose so he could prove he could escape. Ever think about that? That actually might have legs there. You might be up to something there. He would simply escape and move on to the next area. It was said around this time, Carl decided he might want to try to get a quote unquote real job. He had been in Texas at the time. He knew the U.S. Army would never take him back, but he thought maybe the Mexican Army would take him, you know, because he would be amazing at killing. Oh, boy. He hopped a train going south towards Mexico. But before the train took off, Mark, he spotted a young man who had finished working in the oil fields with a wad of cash in his hands. Carl was definitely attracted to the cash and the young man. He jumped off the train and was able to corner the man and began beating him. This young man was strong in his own right and tried his best to fight him off, but just wasn't able to. He took beating after beating. Finally, Carl strangled him until he was unconscious, then viciously raped him over and over. Oh, boy. It's just, he's a monster. He really is. He has been formed into a monster. When he was finally finished, he realized that the young man had died at some point during the attack. This was said to be Carl's first murder, and it brought him a high he had never felt before. It made him feel better than he had ever felt, a high he would continue to crave. Not good, guys. Yeah, at Not all. good at all. Carl switched his plans again after murdering the young man and decided to get to again head east. He, of course, continued to travel by train and continued with his favorite pastime. He hopped off in New Haven, Connecticut, and began burglarizing as many homes as he possibly could. This was in 1920. While burglarizing... Oh, this gets, this gets wild. 
This gets wild. Your face just lit up like this a gets, Christmas tree. This gets wild. Okay. I'm excited now. Let me compose myself. Keep my eye composure and it's time to cut loose. <laughs> Charity's hypnotized by the mic and she sings her, I don't know. I'm dancing. I'm trying to change the lyrics to make it fit you, but it's not. Bummer. Anybody who grew up in this my age is like, knows that they're all jamming right now. Yep, they're ice, dancing. Ice baby. They're dancing just like I was. Yep. While burglarizing a home, he realized it belonged to William Howard Taft. No way. Dead serious. Holy crap. Carl had a personal vendetta against Taft. Taft was Secretary of War when Carl was in the military, and he personally signed the document that ordered the teenagers to serve his time at Leavenworth. Remember that hardcore military prison? Carl took this to heart and blamed Taft himself for his imprisonment into the hard labor prison. You know, he of course didn't blame himself for doing any of the crimes, Mark. Why would he? They never do. No. At that time, Taft was no longer president, but was sitting on the Supreme Court. Carl stole all he could from Taft's house, including his personal gun. He had big plans for the use of this gun. Oh, no. Very bad plans. And every time he used it, he would consider it to be a big F-U to Taft. (laughs) This guy is... Special. Isn't, Let's that, just say isn't this special. like a crazy turn of events? Yes. Though, like, when I got to this part, I, and I and I've heard of of Carl Panzeran before. When I got to this part, I was like, "Whoa! I don't remember hearing about this." I, yeah, this is right? all taking me by surprise. He also was able to steal about three thousand dollars in cash from the home. He was overjoyed. Now, three thousand dollars back then is a lot of money. I was just trying to do the math in my head to what yeah. that would be. That is a ton. I don't, I don't know what it would be. So nineteen twenty. I don't know. I mean, but three thousand. That's a lot of that's money. That's a lot of money back then. I mean, you got to think cars cost 250 bucks back then, probably. Right, exactly. But it, put that into perspective, people. Mm-hmm. With the gun and money, Carl headed to New York. You know, he wanted to take on the big city, Mark. Right. Oh, and he did. All right, Charity, I had to look real quick to figure out what that was. So $3,000 today, that would be $43,366.35. Wow. Yeah, so that's, he, that's a little bit of a money to be stolen. So he was happy. Oh, yeah. He took one look at all the young men hoping to be sailors hanging out on the docks of South Street Seaport. A light bulb went off. Was it Fleet Week? It must have been. <laughs> but a light bulb went off in his head, Mark. i scared about this So he light saw bulb. all those handsome men in uniform. He, he saw all that semen? I mean, those semen? He saw lots of the semen. Okay. Lots of semen. There were tons of semen. Semen everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Lots of ideas now. Yes. And okay. lots of ideas because of the semen. All right. Have I said the word enough? Do yes, you want to say it a couple you, you more times? You did say semen quite a bit. Okay, excellent. Let me, all right, move let me. on. <laughs> so he had all this money, right? He bought himself a yacht and named it Akista. Charity, you just said that, like that girl who used to be at Saturday Night Live who put her fingers in her armpits and went, <laughs> superstar. Yeah. Sometimes when I get nervous, I, I, I put my hands under my armpits and, and then I sniff them. Superstar. Superstar. I love that we have fun still doing this show. I know. Here is his plan in his own words. And as I said in the first episode, you will see this dude wrote a ton about his life. He was very, very proud, Mark. Very proud. He had this to say. Then I figured it would be a good plan to hire a few sailors to work for me. Get them, put them, put to my yacht, get them drunk, commit sodomy on them, rob them and kill them. This I done. We would wine and dine, and when they were drunk enough, they would go to bed. When they were asleep, I would get my forty-five Colt automatic. This I stole from Mr. Taft's home and blow their brains out. He's really proud of himself. Just the way he talks about it, it's like so matter-of-fact. Yeah. yeah. 
No that's, ifs, ands, or buts. That's exactly my plan. I'm going to do it. And he did. Wow. Carl, this guy is something. Carl did exactly what he said and successfully killed 10 young men just looking for work experience. Unbelievable. Yep. He would find them at local sailors' bars and make them think that they were being chosen in exclusive opportunity. He would tell them not to tell anyone because they might try and get in on it. So he'd be like, Shh, don't tell any of your friends because they're going to want, they're going to come to me and tell me that they'll, they'll do it for less money because it's that good of a, of a yeah, deal. Don't let anybody know where you're going because like don't. this is an exclusive club. Absolutely. And remember, remember he's tall, strong, and attractive. Yep. Put, very well put together. All of those things. Each one of them were told to grab their belongings and told where to go to board his yacht. He would then follow protocol, get them drunk, sodomize them, shoot them, and then carelessly throw their bodies overboard deep into the depths of the ocean, probably to be eaten by sharks. Total disregard for human life. Wow. Isn't that? That's crazy. Right. These, I mean, these bodies were never found. Of course not. Ocean's huge. Ugh. Carl's last attempt at killing while in New York was hiring two men. He told them he needed help getting the Yakista to the South. I got to find out what that means. We did look, but it was, it's got so many different meanings. And guys, Akista is really said Akista, and it's not really spelled A-K-I-S-T-E-R, because you know how I, I drop all my R's? Yes. It, it's actually spelled A-K-I-S-T-A. Akista. Akista. He had all intentions of killing them, just like the other 10 men. The two men had realized that Carl had evil intentions, and luckily for them, a ginor- ginormous ginormous storm hit causing the boat to crash and wreck they were able to escape from this psycho's grips wait a minute the seamen were ex- able to escape from the psycho's grip <laughs> just let that hang why? there for a minute why i don't know Sounded you should right. see his face he's pretty so proud, proud of himself, himself right now <laughs> i'm proud i'm sure all the creeps will understand what you were trying to say mark or what you did say yeah buddy Carl's beloved yacht was smashed to pieces, and his plan was as well. He was pissed, not only that his yacht was no longer in service, but his two future victims escaped. But also, all the stolen items from the men he murdered and his money went down in the shipwreck. So he lost all that money he had stolen. Lost everything. He lost everything. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, and he also lost um, Taft's gun. Oh, so everything so he, was he really used. Pissed off, yeah. He knew he couldn't return to New York and continue with his plan because the two men would have likely spread the word about him. Back on the road again. I'm not sure they would. You don't think? No. Didn't he already sodomize them during that time period? I don't know. I don't know. It's or probably if they not something ju- they would come probably because if they realized his intentions were evil, they probably he probably did. Back mm. on the road again. He tried to find work, but all he did was butt heads and start fights. He ended up in jail yet again. He now had quite the reputation in many states across the United States. It was becoming hard for him to cause havoc anywhere. That's what she said. <laughs> he looks for any spot to say that, guys. I do. <laughs> now I have to say the sentence again. So okay. behave yourself over there. It was becoming hard for That's him what to, she said. <laughs> to cause havoc anywhere without getting caught. Even though he could escape. But he yep. just, he's getting tired of getting caught, I guess. No one wanted him around because wherever he was, he would cause major havoc. Once out of jail, he again went on with his raping and stealing. That is, until he found himself in a gunfight with police. Oh, great. Right? This This guy's a winner, man. Yeah. This, Mark, was when he knew he needed to get out of the country for a while. 
He took a chance and found a ship headed out of the U.S. He hid where no one on the ship would find him. The ship's destination was Angola, Angola. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Just roll with it now. I'm wondering what you're trying to say. (laughs) I was trying to say his destination was Angola and then say Angola is on the southwestern African coast. (laughs) Let's just leave it in. People get it now. well, I'll leave that in too, I guess. Charity just like punched the microphone. I'm very extra animated today. This is like our first day recording. I know. After a few days at sea, Carl came out of hiding and introduced himself to the crew. The captain was extremely angry at first, pissed that someone was even able to hide undetected on his vessel. I know. Just imagine that. Hey, guys, what's up? You're out in the middle hey. of the ocean at that point. Yeah. What Word. do you do? Word. He just pops up. Hey, what's for lunch? Hey. <laughs> Hey, guys, do you have anything for, like, seasickness? I'm feeling a little, like, you know, woozy. Yeah, I'm not much of a seaman. I'm not. (laughs) He's he's smart. (laughs) All right. I'm going to compose myself again. I'm not even going to look at him. Probably a good idea. Carl was quick to explain how he had tons of experience working at sea and on boats. He does have tons of experience. Oh, he does, but not the kind they were looking for. They could drop some overboard unless they get eaten oh, by sharks. Horrible. This is this guy is something else. Well, you know, he had worked so hard on his his murder yacht. Mark, Mark. I know. He's very, very, very well studied on how to drive and work on boats. It was said that he worked more efficiently than two men. And with his size and hard physical labor, he finally proved himself to the crew and captain. So he, because he was so strong, was an amazing worker. And so the captain was like, dude, I I need you. Yeah, I guess we'll just keep you. After all, they didn't know him from a hole in the wall and they needed someone like him on the crew. By the time they docked in Angola, the captain was pleading with Carl to stay on the boat and continue to work as part of the crew. That's crazy, actually. Right? right? He, this this stowaway. Carl told you him- You work better than all my other guys. Seriously. Can you stay? Carl told him, thank you for the opportunity, but it wasn't what he was looking for. All that hard labor reminded him too much of how life was like while he was in that hard, hard uh, core jail where they made him do the hard work and stuff. Yep. So he did. Flashbacks, just, it was man. a flashback. He 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 must have PTSD. That's I feel what he, bad for him. That's what he has PTSD about. Yeah, yeah, that. Whatever. As soon as Carl stepped on land, he knew he was free. Being out of the country, he could now do whatever he wanted without being afraid of everyone looking for him. That's scary. He just Whole stepped new into a breeding ground. Right, for this him. is the, this is back in in the 1900s. Like you you don't have social media. You don't have people. You don't. Calling each other saying, hey, I got this guy. At the time, Angola was a place that had complete disregard for human life. This made Carl very happy. Finally, a place where he could fit in. This is like a complete great new hunting ground for him. This is, he's, yeah, he's like, this is awesome. What's your favorite place in the world? I don't know. Like, if you could go anywhere, it's like, to me, it's like anywhere where there's food served. This is like what this gets told to this guy. Like he is in yeah. his candy land right now. This is wow. Exactly. Scary almost to what's going to come here, I bet. Well, listen to this. Basically, anyone that was white could do whatever they wanted to anyone that wasn't white without breaking the law. Oh, that's not cool. Not good at all. The tiny bit of money that he had left on his person was worth way more here than in America. Carl couldn't openly steal because that's not what the white settlers did. And he would have stuck out like a sore thumb around his peers. He knew he needed to find work. He was able to find employment with Sinclair Oil. They had plenty of workers in the States, but were lacking some in Angola. 
I guess working in the Angola fields was so dangerous. Only the locals were allowed to work for them. How horrible is that? That's pretty bad. Because the locals were of a different racial descent. So they treated them like trash and pretty much like if one died in the fields, oh, well. Nope, get another. That's horrible. It's sad that history is like that. Yep. And it's everywhere. It's not just here, obviously. Yep. God forbid the white man take those dangerous chances. Right. Instead, the white men working for the oil company became slave drivers, bossing the locals around, treating them horribly. As you can imagine, Carl Foley embraced his new job. Not only did he receive great joy from abusing his team of workers, but he also got paid for it. Life could not have gotten any better. So he's in his his candy land per se. Yeah. And he's actually getting paid to do all Driving, these bad things. Because he gets to do what he wants. This is sad. Yep. He finally, for the first time in his life, believed he could live as a quote unquote normal man in Angola. But if he was going to live as a normal man, he was going to have to stop raping boys and men and start having sex with females. Right, Mark? Wow. Yeah. In his mind, that, that's what would make him a normal man. It's like, all right, I guess it's time for some vagina. Because, you know, back then, of course, it was not talked about being gay. That was, yeah. not, that was very taboo back then. He told himself that he was going to have sex with a female. It had to be a female that was a virgin. Okay, guys, this is... Um, Going to get a little gross here. Oh. Involves children. Okay. He found a local family with two daughters, one of them eight and one of them six. Using the help of a- Oh, God, no. Mm -hmm. Using the help of a translator, he asked to buy their eight-year-old daughter, but only if they promised she was a virgin. The couple promised him she was a virgin. Wait a minute. Yeah. Here you go. Thanks. Thanks for purchasing our daughter. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, it's, oof. it's been said that he poked and prodded the poor little girl's insides all night. Oh, no. He didn't actually have sex with her because he couldn't become aroused. This is uh, uh, gross. He, it had nothing to do with the fact that she was just a little girl. He liked men. Yeah, clearly. Because he brought her back and exchanged her for her six-year-old sister the very next day. He returned this little girl as well. I'm sure now damaged just like her sister. He came to the realization that he had to go back to boys. At this point, people were talking about his behavior and he was starting to get looked down upon because of his actions. So even the other quote unquote, quote, white men were like, dude, that's a little girl. And that's not cool. That is absolutely disgusting. It makes me nauseous even yep, thinking about it. Me too. It. I know. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Here's a lot, another little snip, snippet, sorry, of Carl's writings. Major trigger warning here, guys. Major, 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 okay? I'm not going to say the word. I'm just going to say the first letter of it, but you guys will know what I'm saying. Okay. Because I draw the line at certain things. A little N-boy about yeah. 11 or 12 years old, came bumming around. He was looking for something. He found it too. I took him out to a gravel pit about one-fourth of a mile from the main camp of the Sinclair Oil Company in Luanda. I left him there, but first I committed sodomy on him, and then I killed him. His brains were coming out of his ears when I left him. Oh, my God. And he will never be deader. Gross. 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 Gro you can't get grosser. No. This guy's a grade-A scumbag. Carl needed a little change and wanted to find some crocodiles. So he hired six African men and canoe to find them. Once they were in the presence of the crocodiles, Carl shot and killed each of the six men and fed their bodies to the crocodiles just for some sick fun, I guess. After he committed this mass murder, he realized that he was seen leaving with the six men. Oh, uh, duh, dumbass. Oh, my God. Uh, that's really stupid. Yeah. He knew he had to leave before he was found. He tried to hide in a ship headed to Lisbon. Lisbon? Lisbon. Lisbon, Portugal. But he quickly realized that the police knew about his crimes he had committed in Africa. By the summer of 1922, he found himself headed back to America. I guess he figured he was wanted everywhere, so might as well go back to where he knew was best. So he had a chance to get away with stuff and, and mess that up. Yep. What a scumbag. He got away with a lot, but he wasn't a good criminal, always getting caught. I guess it was possible that he was tired of running and always looking over his shoulder, wondering if he was going to get caught again. Carl went up and down the east coast of the United States. He had a short stint in the hospital, and I, I couldn't find any information on why he was in the hospital. But it did say when he left, he helped himself and stole a bunch of drugs from their drug closet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Guess what he did with these drugs? I have a couple ideas. He didn't take them himself, of course. Oh, no. He simply sold these drugs on the street to make some money. On July 18th, 1922, Carl found himself in Salem, Massachusetts. There, he raped a young boy and killed him using a rock he found nearby. Again, here are his own words. I grabbed him by the arm and told him I was going to kill him. I stayed with the boy about three hours. During that time, I committed sodomy on the boy six times. And then I killed him by beating his brains out with a rock. I had stuffed down his throat several sheets of paper out of the magazine. I left him lying there with his brains coming out of his ears. 
Ugh, I've never thought someone is more of a scumbag than this guy. This guy's right seriously Total the worst. Total douchebag. He is seriously the worst. Even if he wanted to get back at the people who had hurt him, because I can see having aggression, anger problems, maybe committing crimes because you're yep. angry. But I can't understand why the innocent boys. Why? Like I don't. I don't get that. Why would you? Why would you do worse than what was done to you? I know, right? I don't know. Maybe it was a nephew to the universe. Who knows? I, I really I really don't. <laughs> Charity's shaking her hand, guys, Sorry. to get her stand goal. Remember him saying that he would never return to the Northwest again? Well, here he was, back and eviler than he ever had been before. It's almost like he was so callous because every other time he was had been caught, he was able to simply escape with no consequence. Maybe, Mark, he felt untouchable. I think he had a little bit of that. Yeah, because he just, the way he just does stuff is like, even like, oh, I just killed. No regard. Just killed six men. Yep. Totally fine. Look at me. I'm a free man. Carl had another one of his bright ideas to try and stay under the radar of law enforcement. He still had the papers from his yacht. You know, the Aquista, the one that wrecked. He thought if he could steal a similar boat, then he could use the papers he had representing the stolen boat as the Aquista. He moved forward with his plan and stole a boat and repainted it, making it look the most as he could like the Aquista. He roamed up and down the Hudson River until he found someone that wanted to buy the Aquista from him. The perfect plan, right? Right. A buyer he found. The only problem was the, bu- the said buyer didn't really want to purchase the boat. He wanted to take the boat from Carl. As soon as the man pulled a gun on him, Carl shot and killed him before things escalated. So this incident landed Carl back in jail once again. This is one legal shooting, finally. Yep. He, of course, didn't want to be in jail, so figured there must be a way he'd get out of jail. So he did what, you know, any normal person would do and found Carl himself, did Carl. Found himself the shadiest-ass lawyer he possibly could and told him that if he could get him out, of, out on bail, the keister was all his. Huh. Somehow, this lawyer... I immediately think of Bertolino, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somehow. Is it bad that that was in my know, head as well? I know. Somehow he was able to pull some illegal shady things and got Carl out on bail. As soon as he was out, Carl disappeared, leaving town as quickly as he could. The lawyer was left to realize that the Aquista was not the original Aquista, but a stolen boat to look like the Aquista. That's awesome. Imagine how mad he probably was. He was probably so mad. He's like, this criminal just did a crime on me. He was outshaded by someone much shadier than him. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Carl found himself in Connecticut and found himself another, another innocent boy to sodomize and kill. This poor boy was strangled to death after he endured the horrible raping. His lifeless little body was just left behind for anyone to find. Carl took off out of town, making sure no one would know that he was the one that defiled and killed this poor boy. This crazy-ass murderous man returned to New York, Larchmont. Larchmont? That, I can't help you on All that right, one. It, guys, creeps, tell me how I'm supposed to say that. Larchmont, New York. I know I butchered it, to be exact. He broke into the Larchmont train station to connect an, conduct another one of his robberies. He was quickly met by a police officer. He had tried He tried to attack the officer with an axe. Oh, boy. I don't know where he found, if he went in with the axe, it didn't say. Or maybe, I don't know. You know, with, when the, the I feel like he brought an axe to a gunfight, though. It, or it could have been like, you know, like the fire extinguishers yeah, is always in very axe. possible. Who knows? It didn't say. The two got into a fight, hand to hand combat. Oh, and an axe, of course. <laughs> I like the way you 
Oh. Oh, and an axe, of course. Strong-ass 200-pound Carl should have been able to take this cop out easily, as he had done many times before with any other man. But that's not what happened. The police officer was able to somehow detain this large douche and arrest him. (laughs) (laughs) He was taken to Danamora Prison. No way. All right. That's the second time this week I've heard Danamora Prison. Really? Oh, then then I said it right? You did. (gasps) Yes. Uh, Because I'm listening right now to the Tupac podcast, and that's where he was brought. Really? Yes. Right up on basically... Almost, yeah, it's easier to fly into Canada and drive down to go visit there. It's way, way upstate New York. It's like an old castle. Is it like a really like high security prison? Yes, yes. Oh, big time. I have a really important question. What's that? Is Tupac still alive? No. Tupac is dead, guys. Are you sure? I'm positive. There are people that think he may be alive, Mark. There's people that think Elvis is alive. He could be. Like, he's not. <laughs> so it's just, right. you know, hey. I'm just saying this conspiracy theory is all over the place. I conspiracy theorist with the best of them. I know. But Tupac is dead. Biggie's okay. dead. Okay. Like, it's just the way it is. All right. Sorry, guys. Wishful thinking. Burst in your bubble. Yeah. Anyways, the fact that he was be- able to be detained and taken to prison was very strange and out of character. Right? Like, it's weird. I thought that was odd, too. I think he just might have been tired because as soon he was as he was brought in, he started confessing to everything. Really? He just kept talking and talking every detail. The police thought Carl was full of crap and just wanted them to think he did all those horrible things. Oh, my God. Almost like he was insane. So like, they get simply out of here, dude. released him. Unbelievable. Right back out into society. What the heck? That's crazy. Oh, my God. Wasn't his name known around the U.S.? Uh, you would think. Well, he could probably, I'm sure he gave them a fake name, but still, his description, right? Especially in New York. His method of operation. Right. I don't get it. I don't know. This is crazy. Once released, Carl traveled to Baltimore, where he, of course, robbed a man and killed him and once again got arrested. Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore is my favorite place. Is that how it's said? It's Baltimore. That's how you say it when you're in Baltimore. Oh. Baltimore. Oh, really? Yeah. So my favorite TV show of all times was Baltimore, Life on the Street. Oh. So back in the day... This will kind of age me a little bit, but in the early 2000s, all right, so it was 2001, August 2001, I was at Fire Academy, and we went to Baltimore, and uh, it was just like the coolest time of my life. It was, a, it was just amazing. So really? I broke away from class one day, and they have water taxis there, so you can drive Inner Harbor on, in taxis Ooh, on the water. Oh, that's cool. So they had a homicide life on the street, um, like walk through that you could go through and see all the different scenes of course mr Beaudry went and uh instead of going to class that day was doing homicide life on the street tour even, in baltimore even back then guys he was into crime i was i love that i love that show yeah still love that show i don't i don't know i don't think i've seen that one you would go back and you would watch it and you'd be like oh my god these are all guys that are super famous in all these other shows now exactly can you read my watch mark um, what does it say? It says you did it. Yeah. I, I got my stand, guys. Sorry. Not that they, they even care to know that, but All right, I'll give you a congratulations. Meow. I knew it. I knew it. I was looking for a spot to say that. <sighs> Let's get back into this. I actually wonder what his total number of arrests were. It makes me wonder too, because this guy spent more time in than out, it almost seems like. Right. I wonder what the full tally is. I don't know, I'll have to look that up. That's crazy. Anyway, he confessed everything once again. All of it. 
I'm wondering if the Baltimore police contacted the New York police because he was finally believed. Maybe he was pissed he wasn't being believed because he he wanted credit for all of his heinous acts. Right? Yeah, right? I mean, Carl was sent to trial and ended up with a sentence of 25 years to be served in Leavenworth. That's all? It's Leavenworth. Leavenworth. (laughs) Thank you. Leavenworth. Thank you for correcting me, Mark. That's very helpful. I'm just... You're looking out for me. I'm just stopping eight emails that are going to get sent in. That's all. Sorry. 25 years is nothing for everything he did. That's what I say. Yeah, even if they were just going off the murder of the Baltimore man, it must be because all they had were Carl's own words for most of it. No bodies. Right? It has to be. Yeah. Henry Lesser was one of Carl's prison guards, and he was one of the only people that didn't treat him like the animal he was. He seemed to look past the brutality and see Carl just as a man. Henry even showed him kindness, something Carl knew nothing about. The two men were said to be, have become friends. Oh, boy. Kind of messed up that Henry was the first royal friend Carl had ever had, and he was his prison guard. Go figure. The foreman of the prison laundry was named Robert Wonk. Wonk. Whatever. Robert rubbed Carl the wrong way. There was just something about him that he didn't like. Because of this, Carl decided Robert needed to go. He beat the man to death using an iron pipe. That's nice. This guy is like something else. Because of this inside murder, Carl was was reset. Sorry, Carl was resentenced this time to death. Wow. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if it was because he was like a prison worker. That is crazy. Well, he was the foreman at the prison laundry. Could he have been a prisoner prisoner as well? Oh yeah. Okay. So regardless, it's another guy he killed. Yeah. And knew about. So he was sentenced to death. Henry gave Carl a pencil so he could write a journal. He wanted everyone to know in his own words why he became a madman and that he intended to kill as many people as he could during his life. His writings were eventually published under the name Killer, a Journal of Murder. Hmm. He talks about many things in this memoir. He even talks about how he longed to commit mass murders, even having thought out ideas in place. He said this. I intended to wait until I fast, all still, Pullman train, the Capital Limited, the Capital Limited or the National Limited came along. I intended to have a large contact bomb in the middle of the tunnel, fixed that when the engine struck the obstruction, the bomb would explode and wreck the engine and block up the end of the tunnel. The explosion would set off the bur- a burst, some of the large glass set off and burst some of the large glass containers of formaldehyde and other gas and also set fire to a few hundred pounds of sulfur. Wow. The gas fumes thus generated and let loose in the closed tunnel would in a very few minutes kill every living thin thing in the whole train in the tunnel. I would be stationed at the rear entrance to the tunnel behind the barricade and armed, ready to shoot down anyone who had, had life enough to try and get out of the tunnel. As soon as I was assured that all were dead, I would put on a gas mask and oxygen tank. Such an outfit is used in mine rescue work. Then enter the cars to rob the train. <laughs> that was awfully specific. Yeah, he, he put some thought into that. But, dude, you get caught doing things way less intensive. Like jaywalking. 
Give me a break. Seriously. There's no way. There's no way he'd get that away with that. That is nuts. That's like an elaborate scheme. That is. Like, I'm just over here shaking my head going, holy crap, dude. He thinks highly of himself because. He, yes, he does. That was, he wanted people to know that he was that smart that he could pull that off. <laughs> right? right? That's exactly. All that was, that's all that was about. Like, can't. you're lucky I didn't do this. Oh, this this gets good. A human rights and anti-death penalty group tried to get a stay of execution for Carl while he awaited his death on death row. This pissed him off. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he really... Like, if you get me out, I'm going to kill you. Oh, just wait. Not only did it piss him off, he wrote the group <laughs> in his oh-so-lovely way, saying, quote-unquote, I look forward to a seat in the electric chair or dance at the end of a rope, just like some folks do for their wedding night. The only thanks you and your kind will ever get from me for your efforts on my behalf is that I wish you all had one neck and that I had my hands on it. I have no desire whatsoever to reform myself. My only desire is to reform people who try to reform me. Wow. And I believe that the only way to reform people is to kill them! <laughs> Exclamation point. Holy crap. <laughs> Oddly specific again. M, kill them. Wow. <laughs> Literally hand wrote this to these people. Can that you imagine? I would leave that group. I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not trying to get anyone off the death penalty I'm anymore. change my name. <laughs> yeah. I am so good. Like, if they're on the death penalty, I'm going to you know, go try to rescue some cats. That <laughs> <dogs>. is awesome. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I just hit the, the microphone again. Sorry. Carl Panzram was killed on September 5th, 1930. He was up the night before walking around his cell singing a song that he wrote himself, Mark. <laughs> I can just imagine the words. I don't even want to know. He was also a songwriter. I didn't know that. He's like a really talented. He's multi-talented. He's a talented maniac. So get this. He cheerfully walked to the platform where he was about to be hung. He spit in the executor's face. Can you, can you imagine? Wow. Then when asked if he had any last words, this is what he had to say. Hurry up, you hoosier bastard. <laughs> I could kill 10 men while you're fooling around. Oh my God. What in, what? He's nasty to the, to the core right up until his death. He really is. Carl's only friend, Henry Lesser, pushed for years to have his manuscript published. It was finally released in 1970. Like I mentioned earlier, Carl had a ton of things to say and wanted everyone to know. He had claimed to have killed 21 human beings. Who knows if he killed that many? I hope not, but I wouldn't doubt it if he did. All I know is I never would have wanted to come in contact with this man oh, or anyone God, no. half as evil as he was. It was bad. This guy was something else. Yeah, this one was crazy. I thought this should have been done about eight different times. And then I was like, and then he went here. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he confesses to and these they don't people. Believe him. And they're like, ha, 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 you're just crazy. Wow. And then he was mad. I think he was mad that they didn't believe him. It pissed him off. I think he was done. I think he was done, and he was like, I just want to go to jail now. I'm done, and I want everyone to know what an amazing killer I am. Yeah, he had to have the credit. Oh, he's one of those guys, like writing a memoir. Come on. That's something else. Yeah. Guys, let us know what you think. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Also, info at casewatchpodcast.com. And I got to tell you, Charity, you know what makes me happy? What? Is when the creeps go to Apple. Oh, yes. They search Case Watch podcast and leave a five-star review. Yes, that makes me extremely happy. It's the biggest way you can help support this podcast I and agree. help it grow. I agree. Another 
amazing episode, Charity. I got to thank you very much for all these creeps because this was phenomenal. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.